coming up this week on Breaking Badness. Today we discuss anti-piracy site malware, the existence of malware intended to prevent its victims from downloading illegally. Next up, learning the red foxtrot. And finally, our fun game, Two Truths and a Lie. With that, Breaking Badness is next. Welcome to Breaking Badness, episode number 90, recorded on June 21st, 2021. I'm your co-host, Kelsey, Darshi Puns LaBelle, with me co-host Chad, Captain Hack Sparrow Anderson, and last, but not least, Tim. Come for the whiskey, stay for the tango, skip the foxtrot, Helming. That's potentially our best themed intro we've ever had. Well, I, I missed the memo about uh, the nautical memo this time. So uh, <laughs> sorry about that. You still were in the right department, though, I feel. It, it still worked. There's cohesion in the puns. Well, we'll go with it. At this point, it's it's printed. So, <laughs> so shall we're it just, be We're recorded. just going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whenever I'm coming up with these article names on a Friday, they just get weirder and weirder depending on how late in the day it is um so this one you know these came later in the day i will say on friday to be honest with our listeners <laughs> and the only way we can possibly make up for it is if chad just tells a bunch of pirate puns um and he was doing it before we started recording and i'm just gonna try to corner him right now and make him tell at least one pirate pun um why don't pirates shower before they walk the plank, Kelsey? Why, Chad? Because they'll just wash up on shore later. <laughs> You're welcome. One more, Chad. One more. Uh, why is pirating so addictive? Why? Because once you lose your first hand, you get hooked. Oh. <laughs> Avast. <laughs> Great security product. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> chad you have a natural pun instinct about you and i know it's something you loathe so deeply but you're just you're such a natural <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> oh shoot well how are you two doing today happy happy monday to our listeners happy wednesday ish <laughs> mm -hmm. that's right yeah yeah well, Blue skies, calm seas. And a prosperous voyage. <laughs> Plenty of rum. Plenty of rum. Oh my gosh. Speaking of rum, this is our last episode before a bit of a, a summer vacation. Disneyland, here we come. We That's go. right. They, they need some more people working the ride. So you're going to be on Pirates of the Caribbean the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, they have sort of, uh, they've, they've brought it up a little more in sync with the, the times. Like they've PC'd it uh, a bit compared to what it used to be. Oh, it was really? bodier sure. back in the day. Sure. Yeah. Silver Pirates. <laughs> That's an excellent point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those oh. those Somali pirates, they I bet their songs just suck. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I, I think that Pirates of the Caribbean needs to be redone. It needs to be Pirates of Somalia. Oh my God. A, whole new, like, uh, a truly a terrifying ride. Finally, a, finally a, a great Tom Hanks movie. It all comes back to Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is a real theme about every five episodes. I need to bring Tom Hanks into it somehow. <laughs> T. Hanks for the memories. Yeah. If you're listening, Tom, we could we could meet on that, uh, you know, house you have floating on Lake Union and uh, <laughs> hang out over a couple of glasses of wine. I, I just assume that you actually own every house you've ever been in. And so... <laughs> Why? So why not? I mean, it so must. Dumb. It must be. Yeah. Wow! What a beautiful tribute to T. Hanks. Plus, we'll just say th- uh, T. Hanks in advance for the signal boost. You know, on your <laughs> social media, we appreciate it. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. It's been a long time since you've retweeted Breaking Badness. Really appreciate the the support. Come through. <laughs> well, to make sure we have something of sustenance for T. Hanks to retweet, let's talk about our first article for the day, which is. Anti-piracy site malware. So in a report, Sophos Lab said it learned of the existence of malware intended to prevent its victims from downloading illegally. A different type of pirate, but pirating nonetheless. Um, So Chad, according to the author of this recent report, uh, Andrew Brandt, this is described as one of the quote-unquote strangest cases he's seen in some time. So can you provide an overview and give us a sense of what makes this case so very strange? Yes, certainly. Uh, you know, first, how did the pirate uh, get his ship so cheap? How? Uh, he bought it on sale. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, this malware is uh, one of those odd samples you come across now and again. Shake your head kind of wondering uh, what the author behind it was really trying to accomplish. Um, And if you might be missing something, you know, some follow along stage or uh, something hidden, some packed element that activates under some super specific condition, Uh, maybe a second, you know, bit that gets pulled down. But uh, in this case, we've got a piece of malware that on execution adds a bunch of entries to the host file. Um, and to give kind of a background on what the host file is, um, you know, we have DNS these days, which is the hierarchical way that, um, you know, we query things on the internet and delegate the authority of who owns a domain name, right? So if you go to, uh, you know, www.domaintools.com, um, you're going to ask the domain tool server, um, domaintools.com, where the, uh, you know, www server is, and it's going to return an IP address, right? Um, and that can go further on, you know, breaking badness.domaintools.com and whatnot. Um, and that's delegated on down. Uh, anyways, the host file was back in the day, early internet. There was a single file of computer names to IP addresses that was hosted and was just shared amongst everyone. Um, and there was a single person who uh, would kind of distribute this out every day as new uh, machines join the internet. And as you can assume, that got rather weighty. However, um, host files still exist uh, for legacy reasons on um, computers. So you can go and put in there, you know, whatever my special domain is, uh, .com, and it'll overwrite the DNS uh, request that you would get in, in most cases um, and, and allow you to, you know, kind of shim in an address. 
So what's happening here? Your friends. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, So what's happening here is these host file entries um, are designed to block access to common torrent websites by just sending the person to the local host address instead of the actual torrent website address. So uh, on top of that, reaches out to a typo squatted domain, grabs additional executable. Um, Perhaps that's where some magic happens and what Brant wasn't able to get. But um, uh, yeah, that happens often enough where you just can't find a follow along sample. What when you were describing like the recursive lookup process there with DNS, I was just imagining this dramatic recreation of playing off of cursive where you're in like a this is with the pirate theme a little bit. You're like in a candlelit room that may or may not be in a ship um, in behind mm-hmm. blow dock or blow blow. I, I don't blow decks, not blow dock. That's swimming or dying. Um, yeah. <laughs> very or different. diving or diving diving um anyway there's somebody and they're like by candlelight and they're just doing in cursive like a dns lookup and they're like saying it out loud even though they're just writing so it's a voiceover it's a dramatic scene that's going to play in my head every time i think about recursive lookups from now on. below docs <laughs> could also be when you're being stepped on by a goth yeah it's very good yes um that's that's just I like that. That's the pressure. <laughs> um, we'll also take sponsorship from Doc Martens at any time. Uh, if you guys want to send free issues, I size 13. <laughs> <laughs> so Chad, what methods does this actor use to distribute the malware that you refer to there? Yeah. So, uh, you know, Kelsey, what has eight legs, eight arms and eight eyes? <laughs> what Chad? Eight pirates. <laughs> Uh, so this malware, uh, is being distributed by both BitTorrent and, uh, Discord. So it's masquerading as cracked game files, uh, or other cracked software. Uh, it's pretty much just run of the mill tactic. You know, people have been, um, putting stuff up as, uh, Microsoft Excel cracked, you know, version 2013 or whatever, uh, dot zip on, on, um, you know, all sorts of file sharing services back in the day used to be MIRC over, uh, you know, DSS or DCC rather. Um, but these days it's uh, Discord and BitTorrent and everything else. So people love downloading crack software uh, filled with malware. It's common internet pastime. Uh, and that seems to be how this is getting around. Um, I'm so excited to keep asking you questions because I love this new expectation that first there will be a pirate pun. Um, so I'm excited to ask you, um, and, and you referred to this in your discussion around DNS and, and host files. Um, but Andrew, the author defines them as crude. Um, mm-hmm. and what is, what does he mean by that? These modifications of the host's file. Yeah. Well, uh, what did the ocean say to the pirate? <laughs> uh, nothing. It just waved. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's something that's super easy to spot this like modification of the host file. Uh, gosh, I need like a, a breather in between each of those. They're so <laughs> dumb. Uh, so much. It's, it's really easy to spot, you know, that you, if you hop into the host file, you can see that a bunch of things have been overwritten. And also if, you know, you run a NS lookup or dig or whatever on your, or well, 
just in this lookup, I guess, on your machine, you'll see immediately that it's returning an address you don't expect um, compared to something you go else out and query elsewhere. Uh, also, you know, it's not a very good persistent mechanism. Um, these can be overwritten or once they're, you know, eliminated, there's no real persistence from this malware. And in some cases, the host file is entirely ignored these days. So with the advent of uh, DNS over HTTPS or what's commonly referred to as DOE, um, which is now in Chrome and Firefox and, and everywhere. A lot of applications uh, can now be set up to entirely ignore system level settings and go right to the Doe uh, DNS server. Um, and that's like kind of a, I don't know, I guess a weird separation that's happening in the DNS world where everything used to run through the system. And now there's like certain applications that just go and query uh, directly, um, you know, for for what they need from a Doe server. So uh, anyways, that's, that's kind of why it's crude. Mm. Interesting. And you mentioned Discord, and I know that, you know, Discord makes an appearance in, the, in this report, and it's come up actually during a few episodes of the podcast. So how does this factor into the malware and this particular discussion? Um, yeah, so, well, first, <laughs> how do you turn a pirate furious? How, Chad? You take away the P. <laughs> uh so that's irate, you know, Ooh, yeah. uh, but uh, explain the joke. Wait, explain the joke. <laughs> uh, so Discord's been on the rise as a malware CDN for the past several years. Uh, it's, it's super easy to use, right? They'll host files, let you call them out uh, to them from Discord chat groups, or you can just grab directly with the URL. There's just another simple technique for uh, avoiding having to run your own infrastructure, getting caught, that sort of thing. So uh, it's it's super um, popular with, you know, particularly commodity malware authors right now. Like Discord's pretty good about taking things down relatively quickly, uh, but things can last a long time and get enough distribution and they can just throw another file onto another Discord. So uh, there's really nothing stopping using it as a CDN. Good old content delivery network. Um, I'm well, stuck here noticing that Chad has used the phrase host files in two completely different ways in one article. Mm. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for noticing that, Tim and Chad. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> well, leading up, I think we've been leading up to this question, which is essentially what does this very strange malware do. Yeah. Uh, well, why can no one play cards with a pirate? Why, Chad? Because they're standing on the deck. Um, or below it. Mm, <laughs> below yeah. the dock. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so outside the host files modification, it uh, downloads an additional payload, uh, like I talked about, the type of squatted domain that mimics uh, one... Uh, Fichier uh, is a cloud storage provider. Um, then sends the name of the executable that was used to install the malware. So, you know, say that the sample was, um, uh, you know, Minecraft version 15 crack.x. Uh, it'll send that up um, to that type of squatted domain. Um, and that's pretty much it, unless there's something unseen here in the random text blobs that the uh, BitTorrent bits are packed with. Brandt uh, mentions that the random text is more than likely just to throw off the hash, uh, make, you know, uh, looking at the, or finding the malware a little bit more difficult. Um, but there, you know, who knows what could be going on there. And then interestingly, this is packed with the same packer as Qbot. Uh, it's a commodity malware, often leads to ransomware infections. Um, I think Revil most recently has been using a lot of Qbot um, as its first step, uh, initial access. So uh, likely unrelated, but, um, and they probably just bought it on some forum, but it's still interesting. 
can we create like an infosec menu like would you like some salted hash this evening (laughs) (laughs) i think we should do that and also by the way you know that uh that hosting provider that you mentioned one fichier it occurs to me that the french probably should call a person who does phishing attacks a fichier Mm -hmm. or a fichier yeah uh, yeah, what is it? A, a poissonneur. Uh, <laughs> Let's look this up. We have to look this up. Um, Google.com. Translate. Let's oh, see. If Fish. any uh, one from a francophone country is listening, um, I would really uh, appreciate if you could if you could make poissonneur as the um, the official way to refer Ooh. to fishers. Pêcheuse. Pêcheuse. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. That's the feminine. And the masculine is pêcheur. Yeah. Pêcheur. I can't do that one as well as I used to. That would make sense. Let's write the Académie Française, though, and tell them that it's supposed to be poissonneur. Noted. Noted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, big call out. If you guys could retweet us, Académie Française. <laughs> Between that and Tom Hanks, we're like, we're sad. We, we, we slaughter the French language. Well, I'm sorry. We can get them. <laughs> Oh, well, the final question and pun response that we'll have on this topic, Chad, is what what can folks really be doing to either detect or clean up this malware? And do you even want to? <laughs> mm. well, what do you call a pirate who likes to skip school? What? Captain Hooky. Uh, you, uh, so the supposed recommendation is you could just check your host file, delete the entries. This, this malware doesn't really have any persistence. Maybe the second stage does, but, um, that's, you know, for another time, but, uh, you, you obviously want to, because you want to be able to continue downloading torrents, um, here of Linux install ISOs exclusively. So you can seed them for the betterment of the open source community. You wouldn't do anything illegal. Um, now would you, that would be piracy. Hey, what's orange and sounds like a parrot what a carrot (laughs) i need like i feel like we should just go you should just go until you run out just get these out of your system because they're so terribly good oh i'm done i hated every bit of that yeah oh you could have fooled us yeah what did the pirate wear on halloween (laughs) what pumpkin patch Under the hoodie rating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, should we call it something different than a hoodie rating if we're going to stick with the theme? Like um, a hook rating? Um, there's got to be a patch joke there somewhere, but I'm not going to be able to find it in time. Well, it should it, be like number of missing limbs is uh, uh, how, how bad it is. You I know, like that's, I think, yeah. Rating. yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. The peg rating. Well, that, that, that'll work. <laughs> Yeah, the peg rating. Uh. From zero to ten pegs, ten being very bad. <laughs> Not so shocking. <laughs> you went to those extra pegs there. <laughs> what else have you lost? <laughs> Chad, <laughs> as I and Tim try to recover, I'm going to switch it up this week, and I'm going to ask for your rating first on how bad this is from zero to ten pegs or hoodies. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a pretty, um, you know, it's a weird malware, but it's like not doing anything particularly exciting. Um, 
I, I would really be curious of the author behind it. It sounds like they had a lot of uh, racist epithets in the um, uh, padding uh, that they had for their, um, you know, at the beginning of some of their binaries. So uh, I would guess it's probably someone from like some 4chan child. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, I'd give it a, a three out of ten since it's not persistent and, um, you know, it doesn't seem to be too big of a deal. So it's probably a pirate, you know, with like two peg legs and and one hook hand. Um, so they can still, you know, get most <laughs> of the things done on the ship. Do. Tim, what do you think? Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm going to go even lower and make this like a one peg situation here. But uh, I'm also going to take this opportunity to, uh, to say a couple of other things. So first off, uh, I think we should have a contest on Breaking Badness to, uh, for people to suggest what sites they think it this host file should have redirected to instead of just local host. Like you tried to get to a torrent site, uh, but instead it took you to blank. Like, Ooh. so yeah. So send in those, uh, those suggestions. Should you wouldn't breaking bad in a post office box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that at Tim Helming on the tweeter? I think it's your idea and they should be sent to you. That's fine. Absolutely. Tom Hanks, uh, you, can, you can DM me if you want, buddy. <laughs> it's better. It's better for his safety if he just DMs you those ideas, you know. It's, uh... Yeah. The best part of this episode, by the way, uh, has already happened, which is Chad laughing at all his own pirate jokes. That's, that's <laughs> far and away <laughs> the, the, most, the most entertaining part of episode 90. Which was a missed opportunity for one of the classic pirate jokes, which is, what is their favorite letter in the alphabet? Arr! <laughs> arr, 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 Yeah. But all of Chad's were better, so it really wasn't a missed opportunity. <laughs> See, he didn't even laugh at that one, Tim. What a slap. I'm still, I'm still I'm stuck on some of these. Like, doesn't... Isn't what the ocean says to everybody nothing? It just waves? Not just pirates? <laughs> Hey, hey, what what is an ocean's favorite part of a sporting event? The wave. The wave, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to air is human, but to R is pirate. You know. That's right. <laughs> well, Tim, the bar has been raised. When we talk about your article this week, are you going to respond with a pun every time I ask you a question? Because that's the new expectation here at Breaking Badness. Apparently, yeah. I don't know. I'll we'll see. I might. Maybe I'll do something different. I'll, I'll change the brand a bit or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this, this next article is learning the red fox trot. So Recorded Futures Insect Group has identified ties between a suspected Chinese state-sponsored threat activity group. Say that three times fast. Um, and they refer to them as red fox trot. And they've identified these ties between red fox trot and the Chinese military intelligence apparatus. So, Tim, what can you tell us about the People's Liberation Army, or PLA, unit number 69010, and about Red Foxtrot and your favorite pun? Go! Well, first off, I think uh, there needs to be a new, uh, like a reboot of Beverly Hills 98, uh, what is that, 90210? 
It's uh, PLA 69010. Oh. New primetime uh, soap opera about these these characters. <laughs> anyway, about them. Yeah. WTF PLA SMH LOL. <laughs> so this MUCD is uh, for a TRB within the SSF NSD of the PLA CAM. Uh, by which, of course, I mean that this military unit cover department is for a technical reconnaissance bureau within the PLA's Strategic Support Force Network Systems Department. Clear as mud? I uh, thought so. So anyway, OPSEC became SLOPSEC and Bob's your uncle. So now we've got a street address for 69010 and we can order pallets and pallets of Justin Bieber CDs and scratch and dent clearance priced colostomy bags to their department just to troll them, you know. But so anyway, all of this leads to the conclusion that that's who Red Foxtrot is. Hey, Tim, do you know an abbreviated way to describe the the term acronym? Uh, no, lay it on me, Kelsey. I, I don't know of one either. I just think that is one of the greatest missteps in the English language. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, because TLA, you know, for TLAs, that's... That's pretty close. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Set up there with, uh, you know, ambiguous only having one meaning. Great missteps. Oh, yeah. Great, great missteps. Isn't language fun? <laughs> um, so, Tim, who has Red Foxtrot historically targeted? Are there any particular industries or geographies? Yeah, so they seem to favor government and defense and telecommunications organizations. And uh, uh, historically, and this still seems to be true, their victimology is mainly Central Asian. So Pakistan, India, Afghanistan, Kazakhstan. Um, they hit some aerospace and defense organizations in India within the last few months, uh, among others. So that seems to be kind of their M.O., and how was the insect group able to make these connections to Chinese state-sponsored attacks? How, how are they able to do that? Yeah, so it actually comes down to a specific individual who leaked some information that connected back to what was already known uh, to be the physical address of Unit 69010 in uh, Umqi, uh, Xinjiang. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that terrible. Uh, no, Urumqi, Xinjiang. I'm still pronouncing it terribly. I'm quite sure. Um, so, but here I'll just, I'm just going to direct quote the report. So, Insect Group is not publicly disclosing the identity of this individual. However, an extensive online presence provided corroborating evidence indicating that this individual is located in Urumqi, has an interest in hacking, and also has a suspected historical affiliation with the PLA's former Communications Command Academy located in Wuhan. So, the moral of the story here is, uh, well, it's always DNS. It's also always layer eight that gets you into trouble. Mm, layer eight. That could be another meal on the InfoSec menu, like a eight layer, layer eight cake or dip type well, situation. That, I, I suppose, but Kelsey, much like Soylent Green, layer eight is people. <laughs> oh. So just keep that in mind. Now we can go into the cannibal. Ooh, let's not add that to the menu. I have learned a lot about what layer eight means. That's I've never heard that term before, and I'm really glad that you told me, Tim. <laughs> the only so, cannibal joke I can think of, I, I'm not going to say on this uh, on this podcast. So sorry, folks. You'll have to Google cannibal jokes on your own. 
Oh gosh, it's going to eat at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and this is, I just want to underscore, this is a really great report. And, um, Alan, I don't know if you're on this group, if you're listening, but you should let us know if you are. And if you are a part of this insect group, please let me know if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly as well. It's, um, would be greatly appreciated. Uh, you mean you don't trust the, the folks from ABBA are just going to do that for us? Well, while they're, they're also, the show? yeah, but they're, they're going to be DMing Tom Hanks too. So we kind of get into a little bit of a, a challenging situation of them getting split, back to us soon split enough. Split affinities. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's ABBA for you. Um, you have one musical with all your songs and you're just too good for Breaking Madness podcast. It's a, it's a slippery slope. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's next? Lynn Manuel is going to be dissing us too. <laughs> In night. Um, everyone should watch that musical, by the way. Um, oh, Mia. Here, here we, we go, go again. again. All right. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme a retweet after midnight. Come on. Um, that's too good. All right. So what are some of the key takeaways from this report? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Back to the land of the serious. Uh, this group does not appear to employ any very novel TTPs. Um, so to the extent that they're successful, they're doing it the small ball way, you know, uh, it's the baseball metaphor of grinding out occasional, but steady singles and doubles rather than spectacular home runs in the form of, uh, you know, zero days and novel uh, exploitation techniques. So in other words, they're using pretty commodity level malware. They're using infrastructure that does a lot of the usual spoofing of legit resources. Uh, I saw Adobe and Google and McAfee, among others, in the indicator list from the report. So pretty standard stuff that these folks are doing. Nothing too novel. I don't want to dish short stories, but could we just stay with the literary theme? Like, you know, kind of a novel approach. You give a short story approach to your sophistication. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah. You know, a haiku. Like that's, you know. An epic poem know. approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it's what we need to do in the space. By the way, you know, if you, um, if you want to create instant kind of abstract poetry, all you have to do is find your favorite, find any block of text in a PDF and then. Uh, cut and paste it into some other document form because it puts the line breaks in really odd places and then it just looks like poetry. That's I, just like we're going to have a talk like a pirate day on the podcast. I think we should do that. Like turn and... random prose into poetry day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. Like yeah. if there's a national poetry day, we should just uh, get our fearless webmaster to turn the whole domain tools site into abstract poetry for that day. I think so. I think so. <laughs> uh, what are the implications of these findings? Well, yeah, to a certain extent, it's business as usual. So I found this story interesting because of the good work that the insect group did tying together these activity clusters. Um, so if you're not in one of the targeted regions or industries, I don't know if we're big in Kyrgyzstan or not, um, but uh, or Kazakhstan or any of the other places, but uh, I assume we are. Um, but if you're not in one of those uh, regions or in one of those industries, there's not necessarily a whole lot for you to uh, be concerned about with this particular group. Um, it does, this report just kind of reinforces that there are certain Achilles heels 
that even the sophisticated actor groups um, have. Uh, those can include OPSEC fails uh, like this one and reliance on infrastructure that can be identified and monitored and uh, or overridden with host files if you choose to do it that way. Mm. And Tim, just as we started with our hooding slash peg ratings <laughs> with Chad first, I think that leads really well into our how bad is this system? So what would you rate this at? Yeah, this story isn't really about like how bad this is for most of us in the world. So I, I mean, if you're one of the industries that they're targeting, I suppose it's um, it's a little more serious for the world in general. This is like zero to one or two or something, but uh, regionally and uh, within certain sectors, it's probably a little bit higher. It doesn't, it doesn't look like anything super scary. I don't know. I think the maximum, depending on where you might be, would be five. But since we're talking the global average, I let's say one. This is the lowest rating week we've had in a while. It, it feels sort of good. Feels sort of good. Well, Chad, it was just on? too depressing to keep on going with the you know <sighs> massive ransomware after massive ransomware stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are still happening though. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't talk about them. That's true. Let's just don't talk about it. Just pretend. Just pretend it's not there. Just keep backing stuff up. <laughs> Here uh, on Chad. the Ostrich Sec podcast, where we put our heads okay. in the sand on all of this. Stuff. <laughs> Ostrich Sec. Oh, gosh. Um, Chad, what would you rate this at? Uh, now all I can think of is like Emusec. That doesn't fly. Uh, uh, <laughs> I also can't stop thinking of uh, Unit 69010 as uh, Beverly Hills 90210. Um, I'd probably agree with Tim that because uh, their OPSEC is as poor as I would expect Brandon and Brenda Walsh's to be, um, that's our 90210 reference. Uh, for the, yeah, one out of 10. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Never apologize. No, Chad. we, we, we appreciate the deep cuts. Yeah. Well, well I mean, cuts. it was 90210 was big, big news. Um, that's, well, you've heard of the pho place, right? The 90210 pho. Oh, I haven't. No. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. A zip code in the area generally speaking that i live in ends with a four and there is a pho place that does something very similar out here in columbus and mm. yeah mm. gets me every time i need to go actually you know be a patron to their business but for now i shall just laugh as i drive by <laughs> yeah i mean if you uh if you go in there and keep dropping all these punts um you'll be saying soon that they uh bond me <laughs> Um, I will say that there is a Thai place in um, off the Oregon coast called Tie Me Up. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I've been off there. the Oregon coast? Is it like on Haystack Rock or yeah, in, yeah. In, a, in a ship or something? You know, budget cuts. So they've, uh, they've found a way to grab more revenue from Haystack. You know, well, you know. Just sitting there being a rock, wasting space in the water. It's, Ideal type restaurant place. Erode already. <laughs> Erode. It'll be popular among the pirates. <laughs> Do you think anybody's ever hit a, a needle in there? Mm. I don't know, but it'd be like finding one. <laughs>
All right. Well, thank you too for being such a good sports. I think that's all we have for the articles this week. And now we're, we're going on to two truths and a lie. Um, y'all have to hear me explain this every week. If you're a, a, a current listener, Tim or Chad, do you want to do the honors of describing this wonderful game? Well, it's kind of the InfoSec version of the game that everybody probably paused playing in order to pick up uh, and listen to this week's episode of Breaking Badness, where um, one of us will choose uh, some stories from InfoSec recently, and we'll also make up a story from InfoSec recently and, uh, and pose those to the other two contestants, trying to fool them, and points accrue to either the, uh, the correct guesser or to the fooler, uh, depending on how it plays out. So, and we track those points uh, on the site for the show. So if you're curious about how it's going, you can check them out. And if you uh, notice that the scores look as if we must have been playing this for about a thousand years, um, do know that we express those scores in binary. Very, very well said, Tim. And am I remembering right? Are you up this week? Are you the liar of the week? I I got ready to be it. So if it's not me, then I've got some in the bank for next time. But I, <laughs> I believe it would be my turn. Yeah. Okay. Chad, are you ready to be lied to by who we thought to be our close friend? Yes. <laughs> well, Chad, Chad said last week, he said, uh, they're all lies. So I'll just say these are all true. Every single one of these is true. And so let me start off. By telling you how uh, Cisco smart switches aren't feeling quite as smart since it's uh, been determined that they're full of a whole bunch of vulnerabilities. Um, I'll also mention that some crypto fraudsters have uh, taken to a new frontier, which is the postal mail. And um, I will also mention in uh, industry smack talk world, Tim Cook says that Android has 37 times the malware of iOS. Oh, wow. You mean Tim Apple? Yeah, Tim Apple. I don't Apple, know Tim right. Cook. Mark Facebook. Tim Apple. Jack Twitter. Here's that retweet, Jack. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, can I get that first one again? That first lie? Cisco smart switches aren't feeling quite so smart because it turns out they have a lot of security holes in them. Mm. We love our friends at Cisco, by the way. We understand. Everybody's got bones. It, yeah. just, means you're, it just means you're, you know, if you don't have any, you're probably not trying hard enough. <laughs> Is that the everyone poops of InfoSec? <laughs> Absolutely. That's totally true. <laughs> I'm, I'm now seeing the t-shirt with the person with their, their arms up in the happy, happy arms pose. <laughs> the happy arms pose. <laughs> um, Chad, you just stop me if I'm stealing your thunder, but I'm going to say that one's the lie. The first one, the Cisco switches. Hmm. I mean... Certainly exploited many vulnerabilities on dumb switches, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I would assume the smart ones have them. Uh, 37 times the amount of malware. 
also believe that since side loading APKs, anyone can do, and you can dump those and convince anyone to do it. Walled garden has its advantages, Tim Cook. Um, 37 times though, that's a lot. Um, I'm going to go with the Tim Cook one. Well done, Chad. That was the lie because Tim Cook actually said it has 47 times the amount of malware of iOS. Not not a mere 37 times. Tim Cook in the books. Uh, (laughs) No? Okay. He's rotten to his core. Apple core. Notice how she explained that joke, much like Chad did earlier. We all explain our jokes here on Breaking Madness. You do it until someone laughs. That's you just make people uncomfortable till they laugh, and you feel (laughs) successful. (laughs) My wife knows all about that. (laughs) So Tim and Chad both got a point, um, and I feel like I, I, I lost. I didn't, I didn't get any points, but I also just lost points for my joke. So I feel. I feel a little bit um, at a loss here. I believe you're still crushing us on two truths and a lie, though. You got points to burn, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I this don't really see a point. Though. Hey! <laughs> this is when you get cocky, though, when you think you've got it. I mean, what are we... Are we... Because um, we reset a while ago. Maybe at our 100th episode, we'll reset the board back to zero. Does that sound fair? We got 10 episodes sense. left. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, every 50, we got to reset. We'll, we're, we'll never reach. I guess we can. Um, <laughs> I feel like if it's every 50 episodes, we'll at least reach like a full binary word. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe maybe something. there's... I think we should do it up to the 32-bit integer rollover. Or maybe we can do 16-bit just to keep it... Mm. Keep it more I mean, it depends, or... you know, if we all do more or less evenly well, that's going to take a lot longer than if Kelsey, for example, just like kind of runs away with it and crushes us every week. <laughs> hmm. So it's hard. It's hard to know. I'd... We have to start really just teaming together to sabotage Kelsey. That's what it comes down to. Saboteur. It might be the only way to survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, In the blood gosh. sport that is two truths and a lie on Breaking Badness. You'll too be the Somalian pirates of Breaking Badness, Two Truths and a Lie scoreboard. Those guys aren't messing around. No, they're not. They're really not. Do you think Tom Hanks bought that boat, Chad? I think so. I think if I can get Tom Hanks to uh, tweet out a random like chunk of binary, that I get those points. I will I accept think that. If you, yeah, I, I would agree. Like, I think that, oh, that's a great idea. We can have, we can augment the, uh, the game rules here with a, with the, like a points challenge like that, that if you get mm-hmm. something cray cray like that to happen, you just, you clear the board and take everybody else's points. <laughs> we could have people at us. Um, my wife's brother works, um, he, he lives in Korea and he does uh, radio shows out there. And they'll do contests to see who gets uh, more kind of comments in the YouTube section for who wins the segment. And so myself, my wife, and my mother-in-law will come on there and and just destroy the YouTube chat. Oh, that's good. 
embarrass the bejesus Chad, out of him. Chad could probably possible. write you a bot that'll take care of that for you. <laughs> Can definitely automate that. <laughs> we'll be talking soon. YouTube loves that with their terms of service, <laughs> but you know. Oh gosh, we should do something similar. That would be fun. Excellent. Well, wow. This, this was a really fun episode and we're going to miss you for the next few weeks here, listeners. But of course, we're going to be back. And we actually have a special guest that you'll be hearing from quite soon. Speaking of DNS, to build a little mystery. And we'll see you back for episode 91 and also a special guest episode. One might come before the other, so just stay tuned. But we look forward to hearing you all or speaking to you all very soon. Bye. What I just thought I'd throw that in there awkward, <laughs> awkwardly long after the silence started. Well, what are some pirate salutations? Like, how can we be signing off as a pirate? Arr, mateys! Till next time! Oh, yeah. How does a pirate say goodbye? That sounds like they're set up for a joke, but I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> the Googles, how does a pirate say goodbye? There's one for say yes, but... Ahoy! Oh. Well, that's kind of like aloha. It sounds like you say that for hello and goodbye. So, ahoy, mateys. <laughs> ahoy. The aloha of pirates. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's about all we have for this week. You can find us on Twitter, at Domain Tools. All of the articles and IOCs mentioned today will be included in our blog post, which can be found at domaintools.com slash resources slash podcasts. Catch us every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we publish our podcast and blog. That's all we have for this week. We'll see you next week on another episode of Breaking Badness. Until then, remember, don't drink and click. <laughs>